Another disaster is on the way for the Biden administration. Right before the elections. How convenient. Jill Biden should get her money back for her doctorate degree because she doesn't know crap. And Mike Lindell, the MyPillow guy, is the now a target of the left. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, this is Gene. Welcome back to Dumbasses Talking Politics. All right. So we talked a little bit about this yesterday, but I think uh, we should really kind of put a little bit more of a magnification on it because this is going to be a big problem for the Biden administration and it's going to it's really going to hurt us. It's going to hurt us as far as inflation goes. It's going to hurt us as far as rationing goes. And it involves the rail strike that is supposed to occur on Friday. According to the Daily Wire, <clears throat> The White House is seeking to prevent a nationwide railroad strike that could worsen supply chain bottlenecks and increase gas prices. BNSF, CSX, Norfolk Sudden, and Union Pacific announced embargoes on certain shipments earlier this week as negotiations continue with two of the nation's largest rail unions, the Brotherhood of Locomotive Engineers, Trainmen, and Smart Transportation Division. The Biden administration created a presidential emergency board via executive order two months ago to facilitate the negotiations. Now, this is going to cause extreme price increases. It's going to raise the price of gasoline because what they're going to need to do is hire truckers to take products to different parts of the country. Of course, the big problem with that is um, we're already short truckers, and gas is already really high, making truck drivers not want to drive trucks because they're not making any money on it. The other thing they're actually doing is they are looking at, well, we'll I'll talk about that in a second. I'll talk about that in a second. So let, let's, let's continue with the article. The daily nation cost of nationwide rail shutdown could amount to daily cost, mind you, about $2 billion, according to a report from the Association of American Railroads. Moving shipments to truckers would require an equivalent of 467,000 additional long-haul truckers trucks per day. Growth that would take years of concerted effort to achieve, especially amid a shortage of more than 80,000 truckers. So, essentially, what we're doing is... Um, you, we're going to have delays. We're going to have shortages. And don't forget, you know, we're talking for like food and stuff too. This isn't just, this isn't just product. Gas is going to go up because there's going to be more of a demand for gas. This is just a disaster. And guess where else they're looking? The Biden administration is looking. The cargo ships. They're looking at actually shipping things via cargo ship because they don't know how long this is going to be. Now, a lot of strikes are usually due to money, but this time it doesn't look like money is really the exact issue. It's work contentment. And the problem is the uh, rail lines are having the same problem everybody else is having, keeping employees. Right? I guess when you give people lots and lots and lots and lots of money, 
um, during a pandemic, it's probably not a good thing later on in life. Now, we haven't heard a lot about the cargo ship problem. And the reason we haven't heard a lot about the cargo ship problem, like we did about six months ago, is because China has shut down. So China is not sending as much product from China to here anymore. Now, that doesn't mean that we don't have a traffic jam over at the the ports of entry. Okay, the LA is still, they still have ships that are trying to unload their stuff, but they just don't have as much of it. If we have to start transporting crap via cargo ship, guess what? We're going to have that same problem again. Okay, the story, uh, the story continues. The Retail Industry Leaders Association explained in July in a July letter to the Biden administration that freight rail accounts for 40% of long-distance shipping volume, quote, more than any other mode of transportation, end quote. Gas prices should increase 35 to 75 cents per gallon if a railroad strike continued for multiple days, warned Gas Buddy, analyst uh what is his name? Patrick DeHaan. Quote, since ethanol primarily moves via rail and much of the nation blends ethanol into all grades, it would be a big challenge, he remarked, end quote. Well, gas prices are going to increase in October no matter what. So to sit back and say, well, it's only going to increase between 35 and 75 cents. Well, when we stop pulling things from the oil reserves, uh, the strategic reserve. Yeah, it's going to go up a lot higher than that. Remember that, that that big thing we kept talking about? In California, we talk about $7 gas. We were pretty close. We were at about six fifty. Um, but the rest of the country, they were complaining about $4, $4.50 gas. Yeah, the rest of the country, you're looking at 5 to $6 in gas. That's what we're looking at, at in October. If this happens, okay, I don't know if it's going to happen. And, you know, again, this is not a strike about money per se. It's a strike about these people actually being overworked because no one wants to do the jobs. And it's going to affect everything. I mean, I told you yesterday, Amtrak is already saying this is going to be a disaster for them. So we'll just have to see what's going to happen. By the way, you notice something? I I read almost the entire article. It wasn't very long. It just gave a very good explanation of what what's happening. Who wasn't mentioned in the article? The Biden administration was mentioned a couple of times, but Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg Buttigieg, was never mentioned. Isn't this his job? Shouldn't he be in the middle of this conversation? Shouldn't someone ask him some questions? Again, this is a guy who took, like, I don't know, six months of paternity leave and no one knew he was gone. So it wasn't that big of a deal that he was gone. But I I don't know. I, it's it's just this this administration is a disaster. I mean, oh, Pete Buttigieg, though, he is gay, so that's okay. All right, let's <laughs> Jill Biden. This broad seriously needs to get her money back for her doctorate degree in education. I, if I have to call... If I have to hear one more time, Dr. Jill, Dr. Jill, you're, you're not a doctor, okay? You got a PhD and you're still stupid. So it just shows you how worthless 
advanced degrees are. Okay, she was being interviewed uh, on NBC's Today Show uh, with Chanel Jones. And Jones asked this question. Great, good question. Parents and politicians are now weighing in on what books should be in our school libraries and what their kids are being taught. Where is the line, in your opinion, with how much a say a parent should have when it comes to what their kids are learning in school? This was their answer. I, I don't have the video clip. I, I probably should probably get the video clip, but here's what she said. Well, quote, well, I think with the pandemic, parents saw how hard teachers work and how difficult this job really is. And I think if they work together in their school districts and decide what they want with their curriculum. Okay, parents didn't see how hard the teachers were working. That is a BS lie. I watched Josie's kids during the pandemic. They were not working at all. They don't even want to go back to school now. They want to stay at home. They want to homeschool now. Here's what the parents were doing. They were complaining. They were complaining about how little the teachers were teaching. They were complaining about what the teachers were teaching. They were complaining about the indoctrination. They were bitching about the teachers, not accepting what the te that the teachers were working hard. That's why the public school system has lost between 10 and 20% of their students in the last two years. Because people are saying, I could teach my kid far better than that with my high school degree. But here's the problem, and this is the problem Jill Biden has. She's got to placate the teachers union. But to placate the teachers union, you got to dismiss the concerns of the parents. That's exactly what she just did in that in that. Uh, interview. The interview continues. So this is what um, um, Chanel asked again, or Jones, is there a balance between this book should be in a library and this book is under review? Joe Biden responds, all books should be in uh, the library. All books. This is what America is. We don't ban books. Okay, first off, all books should be in a school library? Because that's what they were talking about. They were talking about a school library. All books should be in a school library? Really? What about books like Lolita? What about books like A Clockwork Orange? What about old periodicals like Penthouse, Playboy, and Hustler? Should they be in school? Here's the thing. Just because a school doesn't allow... And, and this is the crap that Florida is getting right now. Just because a book isn't allowed within a school library does not mean it's banned. It just means that, yeah, we're not going to provide this book because it's very questionable. If the parents think the book is appropriate, guess what? Go on Amazon and order it. And then your kid can read about, read Penthouse. They can read Lolita. They can read A Clockwork Orange. But that's up to the parent. I think that's crappy parenting, but, but they can do that. You know what the only book that I know is really bad 
in schools? How about the Bible? That would have been a question I would have asked Joe Biden. What about the Bible? Should that be banned in schools? Because they banned the Bible in schools. Public schools do not have the Bible. And right now, there are books in the, the schools that are nothing but porn. Teaching kids how to screw one another. Teaching boys how to screw other boys. Teaching boys how to become girls and girls how to become boys. And all this crap. They're in the libraries. Well, I tell you what, that's a parental decision. That's not up to the school. That's not something the children need to be exposed to. I'm sorry, there is nothing wrong with saying um, there are things our kids can't see. There's That's not banning anything. And by the way, you guys are banning the Bible. Which is the bedrock and foundation of the United States. So... I, this is just, I mean, the stupidity this woman spews every time she talks is absolutely incredible. Okay, now, th this next story, I, this is how it's done. I, I don't even have much comment to this because I've already talked about it before. Uh, according to Daily Wire, an Ohio law allowing teachers to carry guns in the classroom is now in effect. House Bill 99, the legislation that permits teachers and staff to carry firearms on campus after 24 hours of training and eight annual hours training hours was assigned was signed in june and became law on monday according to ohio governor mike dewine and by the way ohio now red state i i think it's very hard to say that it's purple like it was in 2020 or it, they thought it was in 2016. It's, it's, it's a red state now. So DeWine said, My office worked with General Assembly to remove hundreds of hours of curriculum irrelevant to school safety and to ensure training requirements were specific to a school environment and contained significant scenario-based training. House Bill 99 accomplishes these goals. And I think the General Assembly... For passing the bill to protect our children. Why isn't every school doing this? Why doesn't every school have a sign in front? If you walk into this school armed and you threaten our students, our teachers will use deadly force against you. You know, here's the thing with mass shooters, they're not they're not brave. And we talked about this, I think, yesterday when we talked about criminality. These aren't criminals; are not brave people. They find people that are unarmed, that are vulnerable. Schools are vulnerable. In Los Angeles, uh, Ben Shapiro talks about this all the time. He sits back and says, "You know something." are Jewish schools, because he sends his kids to a Jewish school, private school. They have armed security. In Los Angeles, there were two Jewish schools, and this was downtown LA, Fairfax District. I, I know exactly where it is, because my daughter taught at one of them. And, and they sat back, and they said there was a guy who was a, a white supremacist. He was anti-Semitic. And he decided he was going to do a mass shooting at a Jewish school because he hated Jewish people. And 
he passed by one school that had, guess what? Uh, metal detectors, armed security, and not, not just armed security. I mean, these guys were armed. And he walked, he went to a school that was more secular, more liberal, also a Jewish school. And what did he do? He walked right in and started shooting kids. He Now, fortunately, he didn't kill as many kids as he wanted. But the reality of the matter is, armed schools are a deterrent. Putting that sign out there that says, you come in, we're going to kill you. You come in with a gun, we're going to kill you. You try and harm our kids, we are going to shoot you. And by the way, this is more important because... The police, we saw this in Uvalde, the police don't want to get killed. Whereas the schools, the teachers especially, they have a connection with their kids. And they will do anything to protect their kids. Twenty, And, and we're not talking, these people get 15 minutes of training. They're getting 24 hours of training. That is a lot of training. Now, what's going to end up happening? I'll tell you. What's going to end up happening is, and this usually happens, an armed teacher is going to mishandle a gun and the gun's going to go off. We're going to hear about it forever. But the reality is, if a teacher is very well aware of the environment, most teachers, that's not going to happen. 24 hours of training? I'm sorry, I don't have 24 hours of training and I have a gun. We keep hearing about common sense gun control. Common sense gun control will solve mass school shootings. You know what we don't hear about? Common sense ways to prevent school shootings. This is a common sense way to prevent school shootings. And I'll tell you what. This is going to have a lot more effect than sitting back and putting a sign in front of your school, gun-free zone. Ah, if it's a gun-free zone, I should walk in with a gun and massacre 22 kids. I, I We're just not really... We're not really serious about things in this country common sense things like for example you want to solve crime let people give people the ability to protect themselves make it so that like like Texas we talked about Texas Florida Georgia Alabama the Dakotas Missouri Michigan not Michigan excuse me Michigan doesn't do that but other country, other states do, and they don't have the levels of crime violence or of gun violence, which is just. And I use square, uh, used uh, scare quotes on that because gun violence isn't a thing; it's criminal violence. Stop blaming the freaking guns. I received a, um, I received an email from Smith, from uh, the NRA yesterday because I'm a member of the NRA, and they said that. It was from the CEO of Smith & Wesson about these laws that they're trying to push through, especially Visa, which we talked about yesterday. 
Visa is now making categorizing guns, gun stores. And he basically said, you know, guns don't commit crime. This is a common sense thing that people have completely forgotten. Okay, let's go get <coughs> to the, quote, my pillow terror, end quote, and talk about Mike Lindell and I... And what happened to him? This is this is great. The my pillow terror. Yeah, it's here. So the purge of conservatives continues. Um, according to the Daily Wire, my pillow CEO Mike Lindell, one of the fiercest defenders of former President Donald Trump, claimed during a live stream that the FBI surrounded his vehicle while he was on a hunting trip and seized his cell phone. The New York Times reported that. A search that the search warrant that Lindell was served appeared to be in connection with the Colorado County Clerk Tina Peters, who is under indictment on state charges related to allegations about a scheme to download data from election equipment after the 2020 election. Um, okay, the my pillow guy. He's an ardent supporter of Trump. He believes the 2020 election was stolen. He has been very vocal about this, and he's been vocal so vocal he's been vocal about the Dominion voting machines that were used. He was so sure the machines were flawed. He was so sure that the machines were configured incorrect correctly that he bought some machines and ran tests, and he showed the results. Most people refuse to listen. That includes Fox News, by the way. Fox News refused to listen. He only seems to get props from, like, Newsmax or OAN, One American News, which are really conservative outlets. I don't even watch those outlets. I mean, I do, but not really. Dominion tried to sue Lindell for defamation, but... When Lindell said, yeah, okay, go ahead and sue me. By the way, it is illegal for a voting machine to be connected to the internet, and we already know the machines were connected to the internet. This gal who tried to hack the machines that were connected to the internet, I mean, she's basically proving her point. And the fact that she's in trouble because she tried to hack a machine that wasn't supposed to be on the internet is is telling. Okay? So, anyway, Lindell was getting sued, right? He was getting sued by Dominion. And he said, yeah, go take me, take me to court and I will lay out my I will lay out my evidence. Guess what in, in Dominion did? Oh, well, yeah, yeah, never mind. They dropped the lawsuit. And it took them a grand total of like three days to drop their lawsuit. Because, don't forget, Mike Lindell wasn't hiding his information. He was saying it. Oh, yeah, take us to court because that'll be a good thing. Then I can show my inter information. It will be news. And they drop it. Now, so far, let's let's talk about what's going on with Mike Lindell. Mike Lindell cannot sell his pillows through any vendor. 
his only way to sell his pillows, his products, because he's got more to, I actually have, I actually have his slippers and they're fantastic by the way. And after hearing this, I'm probably going to buy more pillows. I don't know. Maybe I'll buy a dog thing for Gigi, which is Josie's dog. And I like Gigi. Uh, but the fact is he can't sell it. Costco, Sam's Club, Target, uh, Walmart. They've all rejected Mike Lindell's pillows. So he sells everything via his own web store. Banks have refused to give him loans that he may need to expand his business. Banks have refused to use, allow him to use their services because he's a Trump supporter. All this because he's a Trump supporter. And what did he do? He's doing what I said yesterday. He's creating an alternate he's creating an alternate system. He now has myshop.com. I think it's called myshop.com. And now you can buy pay, you can buy every American made products on his site. Is it Amazon? Not yet. Might be. Might be soon. You can't tell. Amazon started in their frickin' in Jeff Bezos's garage. Um, now, what a shock! They haven't been able to shut him up, and now the FBI is after him. Now, again, this is a lot of this stuff is seems to be kind of I don't know. Seems to be kind of rumor more than anything else. But what do you think is more likely? The FBI did confiscate his phone? Or the FBI didn't confiscate his phone? This should be scary stuff for folks. I mean, I, I, I don't understand how people... This isn't news. You have Joe Biden, who is calling conservatives terrorists. You have the weaponization of the FBI that's going after Joe Biden's political opponent in 2024. And you have the IRS that is being sent, that is being allowed to hire 87,000 armed IRS agents. Sounds like the SS to me. Well, anyway, so uh, Mike Lindell... <clears throat> he said this on his show, quote, I have my own breaking news tonight. This afternoon I was, I went down hunting in Iowa for the early teal season with my friend this morning at 4 a.m. We got up, we headed down to Iowa. We were coming back and we stopped to get, go through Hardee's and Mankato, where I was born in Mankato, Minnesota. And, and by the way, Hardy's that's that's kind of like um, Carl's Jr. If you're from the West, and cars pulled up in front of us, to the side of us, and behind us, and said, "Those are either bad guys or the FBI." It turns out they were the FBI. Here's the thing: everyone keeps talking about you. You can't demonize the FBI. Yeah, they're becoming bad guys. They're becoming the modern SS. They're becoming the modern um, 
KGB. They're becoming the weapon of the administration that's in charge, if that administration happens to be democratic. If that administration happens to be Republican, they just sit back and they start... um, they sit back and start investigating the Republican president. So this is becoming really common now. The article continues. Lindell claimed that one of the FBI... I I, I had to read this part because it really shows how Lindell kind of needed his cell phone. Lindell claimed that one of the FBI, FBI agents told him, well, got some bad news. We're taking your cell phone we have a warrant for your cell phone. Now, this is another thing. Before we demonize the FBI, let's not demonize the FBI. The FBI has a lot of underlings that and they have to do what they're told. We need to demonize the like Christopher Ray, the people who are in charge of the FBI because they're the ones that are following the orders. Lindell says he that he resisted giving his cell phone to the agents. I run five companies off that. I don't have a computer. My hearing aids run off this, Lindell said. Everything runs off my phone. Lindell said he called the his called a lawyer and the lawyer told him to turn over the phone. And he did. And then he made an announcement. Now I'm pretty sure Lindell is also trying to make himself a little bit of a victim here. And I'm also pretty sure there is some exaggeration and there isn't a lot to this story yet because Lindell is like Trump in that way. He really exaggerates a lot of things. I like Lindell. I'm going to buy two more pillows. I heard his body pillow was fantastic. I'm going to buy that. Maybe I'll buy his sandals but I'm not interested in his sandals. I liked his slippers. I bought all three. I bought all his slippers, three pairs of slippers, all colors. They're fantastic. Josie wears his slippers constantly. She actually has, she wears her slippers every day. Nice fur. They got the night. They're comfortable. Things like that. But the problem is we're beginning to look at totalitarianism. We're getting to that point now where you can't have a separate opinion or you're going to be attacked and you definitely can't have a separate opinion and be somebody who is famous, somebody who's successful. You can't do that. You got to fall in line like Visa. You got to fall in line like the rail workers, like Walmart, like Target. You gotta fall in like Amazon. You gotta fall in line. That's a real problem. Because here's the thing: yes, they're going after the big guys right now. They're going after the billionaires. How long is it gonna be before they start going after us? The non-billionaires. Okay, visit my website at dumbassestalkingpolitics.com. Great podcast. I had a lot of fun today. This is Gene. And you've listened to Dumbasses Talking Politics.